Welcome to the Invincible Innovation Show, the podcast for changemakers. Each week, I talk to the most fascinating entrepreneurs and innovation leaders about innovation, strategy, and design. Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about how I find the talents that give me joy and so you can do the same. Uh, welcome to Invincible Innovation Live Show. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm Adima Zorkar, your product innovation and value creation expert, and I'll be your host. And I have a very special guest today, Yako Stolker. Hi, Yako. Hi, Adi. Hi. Good I'm to see so, you again. I'm so happy to see you again. You're the first uh, uh, interviewee and guest that I bring for the, t- the second time. So the first A person that I see for the second time and I'm so happy that it's you and it's not by chance because the first time that we talked I knew that you're smart and, and it was very intriguing and, and, and I was full of curiosity but now I'm a fan because I always I already tried it so I know exactly what we're talking about and uh, Jakob Stolker he is a senior co-talent analyst uh, in Talentizer and I'm so happy that he's here with me We are live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook, and you're so invited to join the discussion and ask questions. And now we can start. So before we, we start all the discussion, could, could you tell us about the core method uh, and what's the origin and who created it and what we're talking about? Yeah, the, the core talent analysis is, uh, has been developed around 20 years ago by a woman named Daniela Krekels. And she was a recruiter for especially technical uh, technical talent and she found out that uh, all these engineers when they spoke about their youth they became very enthusiastic and she discovered certain patterns and it triggered her curiosity and she started developing in the coming years this core talents method based on how you like to play as a child and Uh, between four and 12 years old. So she developed this whole system. And of course, it took her a lot of time and a lot of practicing. And uh, I think she did more than 10,000 different analyzes of, of different people. Uh, and then, so the, the system has been like made perfect. And uh, she started to uh, deploy it first in Belgium and later in the Netherlands. And uh, now it's available like in, in English, French, uh, and, and Dutch language. So it's, yeah. it's limited basically to the, the Belgium and, and the Netherlands until now. Or, yeah. of course, <laughs> I did several international um, analyzes from uh, people abroad, like you, uh, in English. Uh, but we see a huge potential there to grow. Uh, yeah so actually as I see it it's like understanding you as a child and what you like to play with and it will affect the the things that brings you joy throughout your life exactly. and, and I have to say when when we started I said okay th- that sounds interesting I would imagine it comes from psychology and not from HR or resourcing and and it's really interesting to But I was, you know, skeptic before you start something, you're skeptic. But I could say after we, you've done the analysis uh, for me, like uh, it was a, a great experience and I really enjoyed it. But more than that, it was insightful and surprising how exact it was. 
So you yeah. told me things that I know about myself that um, like decisions that I've done in my career, things that I prefer to do in my career um, for, for some reason you, uh, that is only um, uh, understandable by me. So yeah. nobody could say that. Even if he read all my CV and knew exactly what I've done, nobody could say, why did I decide to do this or not that? And, and the, the, the clear way of understanding what makes us happy in what we're doing and content and joyful is so important. Yeah. And just to understand ourselves and understand our career, understand our decisions in life in general, Uh, and and you know I, I said that I'm a fan after that, but I really I really think that yeah. now now I understand what you're talking about. So the fact that I decided as a child to to play a, a certain game, so I didn't like play with Barbies, I play with uh, stuffed dolls, uh, not dolls like uh, you know like uh, teddy bears and such. Yeah, I thought it's like it has no meaning, but actually it does. So so yeah. it's it's kind of. Strange to think that what we've done till the age of 12 is so important to our lives today. You know, like I never Absolutely. thought about it this way. Yeah, like nobody thinks about it. And, and most people, uh, most of our clients are skeptical in the beginning. And, and it depends a little bit on what kind of people I see. Uh, but, but some people, they are really skeptical. And then... They get into the process, so give it a chance, just just go and 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 enjoy, enjoy the interview. And then when they give the feedback, they're like, Wow, how do you know that about me? And and then then the enthusiasm comes. And so I'm I'm I learned to deal with this skepticism uh, that I that I'm facing. It's not always nice because I'm very convinced about the value of the method, and every time I have to break through it again, but I do it just like okay, give the chance and yeah. be kind and nice and and Uh, open and right at the end and why, why do you think people are so skeptical that what they've done as a child could affect them like they would say like that's freud stuff i don't believe in that i'm a grown-up i'm not influenced by my childhood and my decisions what would make them be so skeptical about this method yeah i'm not sure what what the real reason is uh, probably because it's it's You, you cannot measure it. It, it it was a time that you did things from your heart and 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 was not so conscious about what you're doing and how you're doing like you do it now like some people they when they have a strong core talent strategic insight they think exactly about what kind of decisions uh, they take they think uh, several years ahead even but as a child you you follow your heart you do what you like and you're you're not your parents and your teachers cannot push you in a certain direction Because you follow your heart they try yeah. to push you that they, they, they try to give you something to play with it but if you don't enjoy it you don't do it so probably they don't value the the, the time of their life when they are children but it right. is a, has a deep impact on who you are now and and what gives you energy in your life your present day life and your future life yeah and you know you know i find it for myself you know um We went through this process and you asked me about games, like childhood games. What did I prefer to do when I, when I was like a, a child? And first, I have to say it was a great experience to go back to this child that I forgot about. And I told you I'm a bit like uh, worried 
because I don't have good memories. It's like not not good memories. I don't have good memory in general. I don't remember yeah. anything. Like it's not that I have bad memories of my childhood. I don't remember anything. Usually that I've done like five years ago, not like forty uh, five years ago, and. Um, and and when you you came and you said okay let's start i was a bit like i want to remember he will ask things that i i maybe i don't know what what i played with because i i forgot about it but when you asked it it, it was so natural for me to know yeah. what what i liked and didn't like what i did and what i didn't do and it reminded me of the this child that i was and only that was was a, a great experience for me And the, the feeling of doing something, not because you have to do it, not because uh, somebody told you it's a good thing to do, not because uh, you're supposed to do it and then you'd be good in math and then you go and do high tech and then you make lots of money. Like it's not the path. You're just doing it because you enjoy it. Yeah. And that feeling is something that uh, as a grown up, I always like miss just doing yeah. things because I enjoy it. And, and could you tell us what, what did you learn going through through this process um, with so many people? What, what did you find out about, about the human nature, about people when you go through that? Um, generally, when I think about all the different clients I did an, uh, an assessment or analysis, is that, that sometimes people, they have limited, limiting beliefs about themselves. I am not creative because somewhere at school, the teachers say that I'm not creative and people keep that in mind for the rest of their life. And if you think that you are not creative, you don't dare to show your creativity, uh, that, that kind of thing. So, so limiting beliefs, do I have such a lot of different talents? Wow. So people don't have a clear picture about themselves and that limits them and that's uh, sometimes yeah, maybe that's the biggest outcome also very important um, that many people they 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 don't have a goal or they they, they don't know where where they're going and uh, that's in a certain talent combination having a goal where to go to is is very important to get into action Sometimes I see highly talented people with people with, with a lot of strong core talents and they are passive, don't do anything because they don't know where they're going. They don't know where to focus their energy on. So that, that, that are the things. So I learned a lot of different things about, um, about people. And I tell you honestly, sometimes it makes me feel sad. If I see what the circumstances like, like what managers do what 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 happens in companies and how they uh, depress the talents of people i'm not sure if depress is the right word but you know what i mean like there is such a lot of of talent in people and it's it's begging to get out to 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 be uh, deployed to be put in action and uh management systems and companies they They just, they don't allow it. No, this is your job. Shut your mouth. No, I, I ask the question. You don't ask the questions. This is my position and, and you're not expected to do that. And they, so you, you make people smaller and smaller while you have such a lot of potential within the, the organization. Yeah. So uh, that, that sometimes I think, oh, what, what, what a sad situation. 
because the people, when they come to us, we have a reason for it. Nobody comes to us for fun. So I, I have a couple of hundred euros to spend. Ah, instead of buying an iPhone, I take a core talent assessment. Nobody comes. If, 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 if they're happy and, 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 and if they don't have questions, so the, at least they have a certain question about the future, about the career or to understand themselves. So there's always something quite often, I have to be careful, of course, with what I say, but quite often something underneath that limits them. Yeah. And that makes the work I do quite interesting because uh, I at least I can contribute a little bit to uh, providing people better lives where they yeah. live from their own potential, where they, they understand what gives them energy and how to put it in practice. Yeah. I, I so. think that what you, what you said is so important in, first in a personal level, these managers who depress or underestimate or not giving the expressions of these talents of their employees, um, don't, they are not aware of their own talents. So it's not like they know about themselves and they don't know about others. They are not really familiar with that aspect in themselves. Like most people are not really aware of what are the talents that give them joy. They think, yeah. yeah, I'll go to a good restaurant. I'll be like, I have joy there. I'll, I'll, I'll have this nice project in work. I'll, these, these like few months or a year will be more interesting. So it's yeah. like they're not aware of seeing the things from that like perspective. And therefore, they are not aware of we have so many resources in these people that we're not using, not utilizing as an organization. Yeah. And so it's like a tragedy in both sides for the person itself that he's not aware what gives him joy, really, because he's not aware that these are capabilities, skills, uh, talents, uh, I know, energy that he's like able to get. And he's not aware of that in the context of his career. And, and as a company, as an organization, They, they don't know how to utilize these talents because like you have this cube, this is your role and you're not supposed to, to go outside this cube because yeah. first you might step on another person's role and second, you're getting paid for this. Like yes. that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and, and you know, like when I think about people in general, I, what you said about um, people knowing that they have capabilities and not having... The capacity to to do something with it to to execute these like capabilities I had a talk with my with my um, brother yesterday and he told me just that he told me like I know that I'm a talented person I have the capabilities if you give me this I will know how to do it if you give me this I'll, I I have the capacity to do things but I don't feel that I'm capable of executing and getting myself to the right direction in my life. So I'm not supposed to be here. I know I feel that I'm supposed to be somewhere else, but I'm avoiding that. And I'm trying, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. So it's exactly what, what you're saying. Like people are, they have the feeling sometimes that the, the, the work that they're doing is really hard because they're not using these talents. When, when you're using these core talents, You enjoy what you're doing. It's not yeah. like you're, you're having fun all the time, but you're in a good energy. And it gives you energy, not takes energy. This is what yeah. you taught me, right? Yeah. So when you're exactly. doing this, it gives you energy. Yeah, if you use your strong talents, your strong core talents, 
that, that gives you energy. And you, your uh, half or small talents, your half talents are in energy neutral and your small talents cost you energy. Uh, yeah. And it has nothing to do with, with uh, or nothing to do, but um, with being able to do something, even with a small core talent. If you're forced to use the small core talent under certain circumstances, you can develop uh, skills uh, and competencies based on it, but it will never give you energy. And that, yeah. that's the thing. Sometimes people say, yeah, but I'm very good at it. Oh, I'm, I'm very good in, in, in doing presentations. Yeah, okay, but does it give you energy? And yeah, well, no, probably not. So yeah. uh, this way of looking at... at uh, yeah, I, I remember at that you asked me, what did you do that gave you joy? Not because you did it more, not because you did it like really often, um, because you did it because you really loved it and yeah. that was a big like thing for me you know like um for example i'm very good in paint in drawing and painting when i was a child i was like uh, very proud of me I'm, i know how to paint but i i know that from a certain age I, i decided not to do it anymore because it didn't give me joy as much and i came back to it afterwards but when you're doing something that really gives you joy you get energy and it doesn't matter if you're really good at it or not, or if, if people say that you're good at it or you should do it or not. The question is really what gives you energy and, and people sometimes are not really focused on that. They're yeah. thinking like, I have, this, my, this is my job, this is my role, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and that's it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter more than that. I'm getting paid for that, that's my salary, I will take the money and then have a vacation in the Bahamas afterwards and then I'll get joy, right? Yeah. Which is, yeah, is true. It, it's kind of sad what we are chasing after. We're chasing after something all the time. Like I, I could say about myself, okay, we're chasing something that we say, okay, once I'll have this career and I'll have this amount of money, then I will have the possibility to do whatever, to buy whatever I want, to go anywhere I want, to do whatever I want. But Actually, it's like instead of enjoying what you're doing right now, you, you're much more at work than on vacation in general, usually. Yeah. So, so it's like it's um, a split in your mind, what you want to do or what you should do. And they don't match. Yeah, true. And what, what, what came in my mind is uh, uh, what I heard is that happiness is not a destination. Sometimes people see happiness as a destination. When I'm retired, then, and when, when I have this amount of money, or uh, happiness is a way of life. It starts today, because you never know if, you, if you're going to make it. I, I know uh, many people in my uh, surrounding who didn't uh, get older than like 50, 55, or something like that, with people with dreams who hoped to have a better life in, in the future, but the future never came. So enjoy the moment, know yourself, live from your talents. And there's nothing uh, strange about that. And, and yeah. of course, we live in a society that, that is filled with Instagram moments and Facebook likes and that kind of thing. And that, that, but just start living from your heart and living from your strong talents and enjoy. And then the rest come itself. Really, I'm sure about it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know, I talk, I talk to you, and, and 
the, the, for me, the decision to be a business owner and not to go into a company was very obvious all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I got many like opportunities to, to work with very good companies. Other people would consider it like their dream job. It's not for me. So just being aware of what is considered a dream job and what is a dream job for you, it's yeah. not the same thing. Exactly. So some people, you know, I know that many people around me, like, they are not thinking about, but if they have this moment that they get sick or somebody dies or something very traumatic happens, it gives them this like, like chance to just stop and, and ask themselves, like, if I was uh, very sick, what do I really want to do with my life? Is it yeah. like making me happy and not what people say you're supposed to, to do and what is like, what your work is like considered as a good thing to do? Or yeah. a good thing for you. Yeah. Uh, you're the only one who knows that, what gives, gives you joy because it's something so internal. Um, I, I want to show, like, we've done this process and, and uh, it's like you're asking me about things that I've done, like games that I play with and things that I was, like, really happy to do. And you told me you put it on a scale. And these questions lead you to understand what are my core talents. So I want to show people right now and who's like on podcasts will, will let you know, like this is like the core talents um, uh, report that I get. And, and you see that I get like a score for each talent. And there are so many of them, right? So there is like useful creativity, aesthetic creativity, intellectual creativity, structure and tactics, ordering, social organization, so forth. There are so many like talents. And the first thing that, that uh, when I saw it, you see like many of them I have like in high. So the, the longest it is, it's like higher score. And I remember that you told me, um, you told me it's not uh, that, uh, unlogical or unfrequent that you have so many talents. And I saw these graphs and, and you said like, and you said it and I said like, what you're saying, like, I'm not that talented. I'm not that special. And you said, no, I mean to say that you need to believe that these are your talents. You have all of them. <clears throat> and I said, okay, I'm not that humble. I know that I'm talented, but then you said, it's not always good. And that was a surprise for me. And I said, okay, why not? I want to be, I want to get 100 in everything. I'm talented, like in so many things. And then you explain me really what it is. So what, what did you tell me? Um, now, like uh, about uh, people want to be good in everything, but uh, basically these are all balls you have to keep in the air. So if you have uh, 21 strong core talents and you, you all, it's a desire to put them in practice. So you cannot ignore a strong core talent because in, somewhere in the process, you pay the price for it. Or you get yeah. a bore out or something like that. So all these strong core talents, they ask your attention on daily basis or at least a weekly basis. They, they, they need your attention. So the more balls you have to keep in the air, the more challenging it is. And uh, so the idea that, that the, the more strong core talents you have, uh, the better. It, it, it is not about good or, or bad or perfect. It's can you put your strong core talents in practice and are you able to avoid the use of your small core talents? So it's about the circumstances that you live in. And when you look at your life, 
I mean, we know each other uh, for uh, uh, for several months. I, I know you're, you're an author, you're an innovation uh, specialist, you're an entrepreneur, etc. And then we match it with your uh, strong core talents. And then I see uh, the match and I understand why you make the decision not to work for a company and, and, and why you make the decision, made the decision uh, to be independent. But uh, the, the, the idea that the more, the better, forget about it. Yeah. You know, when you said it, it's like it was so clear for me, the fact that I'm always doing something else. I'm creating something new. I'm always like planning something new all the time because I need, as you say, to execute this core talent of maybe creativity or creating something new all the time. And sometimes it's tiring for me. So what you said about like these like talents demanding my attention, the first picture that comes to my mind, you know, I have four kids. So yeah. I could imagine a kid like getting your dress and pressing down like, mommy, mommy, I need attention, you know? And if you have many of them, you have many people like getting and wanting your attention. And one of the, of the, of the talents that was really clear, I got 100, I think like in that is teamwork in a loosely organized context, which is so, so specific, which is exactly for me what I want. So I have lots of empathy for people. I love working with people but I'm not good in structures. So I need this loosely organized context. So like, it seems that this specific core talent was especially for me. This is exactly yeah. what I need. Yeah. And when I saw it, I said, oh yeah, that, that's me. That's what I need. So it's like a teamwork in this loosely organized context is always what I want. And therefore, um, you know, you could either be self-employed and that means that you're totally alone, more or less. You could be a business owner, so you have people to work with, but still you're a manager, so it's not the same. So the empathy is a bit different. And you could work within a company, which is, yeah, that's a total teamwork, but in a structured uh, environment. Because this definition is so clear for me, and this is what I need, it's like I, I need to be somewhere in the middle. So I need to have my own freedom, and yeah. on the other side, I need to work with people. And, and, and it was like, um, and, and the, the one that I got the least is abstract for, uh, problem solving. So I'm a very practical person. And something yeah. which is totally abstract, you know, like math, which I hated, always, always hated. Like what's, what's it's not logic for me. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? So uh, the things that are written here are so clear for me that these are the things that make my perspective about what I do so clear. Is, yeah. is there anything else you want to, to share about what you, you see here? Now, if I uh, react on what you said, you said about this uh, uh, team play in loosely organized context, what also plays a very important role for you is your initiative taking and autonomy and entrepreneurship and risk taking, because you need freedom, freedom in uh, to, to, to make your own decisions, to, to organize your own work, uh, you need challenges and that kind of thing. So it's always a combination. And that's, that's probably that I, I want to make clear here as well. Uh, the report you got is around, I think, 25 pages. Sometimes right. the reports are a little bit bigger, but we only, we basically report about combinations of core talents. Uh, and there are around 16 different combinations of core talents that we uh, re 
portable so we put things into perspective like creativity your uh, talents related to creativity are uh, there are four of them uh, three out of them are strong and one of them is uh, small so we report about how they influence each other the same is sociability this now there are a lot of different clusters or groups of core talents and there are a lot of different links uh, that can be made between the talents and that's why we put a, a special chapter with uh, other things in it like what what your needs the, the the working environment that plays a key role for you what kind of working environment and there you have exactly the answer why you fit much better uh, as a private entrepreneur uh, instead of of being part of a corporate uh, culture yeah one more thing that you said about the freedom it's related to i think uh, i don't remember exactly how it's related to what you asked me but for me as i see it you know like as a kid I was very much in my own like thoughts. I needed the imagination, the creativity, the time to think. And I know that my parents thought that I'm a bit like, um, you know, like not here, detached, like a bit like too dreamy, you know. And they said like I'm too confused and dreamy. And sometimes, you know, uh, they, they did not trust me because of that. And, and today, when you said it, like when I see this, it's really important for me as a person to have this like time just to think with myself. Yes. And, and, and when I see my kids, I understand them differently because yeah. each kid has his own like talents and core talents and what they need. And it's not because um, he's not listening to you or it's not because he's not grounded and he, he's like too dreamy and is not doing what he's supposed to do. He's doing what he is supposed to do, right? He needs yeah. his time. And sometimes they, when I got a bit older, but still they, they thought that I'm um, less oriented to the family, like less like, you know, attached to going with them to all the, you know, weddings and everything. And, and they were a bit um, disappointed, I guess. But they didn't understand that this freedom is exactly what I need. It's not that I don't love them. It's not that I yeah. don't care about the family, but I need this space. And yeah. now as a grown-up, I see that. I see yeah. that I built this space for me in my life, uh, especially in my career, that, that makes me feel more, more comfortable and, and, and relaxed and that gives me energy. And some people, it will be the other way around, but for me, it gives me yeah. energy. So, Many people have it. They, they need what, what you call is, is the mental, mental space, the mental freedom. Many people need it. And then if you see how work is organized, we put people in, in uh, office gardens, like all people uh, with, with flexible space, like spaces and very, and, and very close to each other. People get crazy. I, I see it pretty <laughs> often like in, in uh, people who work, who work in education, uh, when they have this need for mental space and, and uh, then so they, they lecture and they're in front of the troops like they they, 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 they cannot and they have to focus their attention on the kids and when they come back they they go to a, a teacher room that's the last room where they invest in so no no small just some old computers and every, everybody crowded there is no time for these people to recover and, and then they are surprised that we have a high rate of burnout in education. Understand the needs of people. And it's clearly written in your report. And, and that's something we report about if we do team analysis. 
So understand the need of people and facilitate it, and then they start functioning much better. So you you understand this need, uh, and and you created the possibility for you. I think sometimes by driving in the car and, 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 and listening to music or something like that. Podcasts. I listen Podcasts, to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that also probably has to do with, with other um, court, strong core talents uh, of you. But um, like this mental freedom as a very important need for many people that plays a key role. Yeah, I um, think that once you really understand what you need, like what are the, the, the things that gives you energy, it gives you joy, that you're in the right place when you're doing it, when you experience that, you feel that it's right for you. When yeah. people are aware of it, they don't have to change jobs. They could have like a, a, a non-profit they work with. It, they could have a hobby. So it doesn't have to be like, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm going somewhere else. It could be, but it's not that. But it could be for organization to understand how to utilize these like people better and to give them the opportunity. And just for people to understand what gives them joy and to have time for it, to, to, yeah. to, to spend time just recalibrating your life and thinking, I need to invest more, to give more time to this capability, this core talent, this is what I need to do more. You don't yeah. have to change everything. And one more thing that came to me when we said about the education system, which is like a totally, like we can talk two hours only about the education system and what I think, but it reminded me of hospitals because, you know, like in the education system, you get the same treatment. In the hospital, if you have the same disease, you get the same treatment, right? Like you are, yeah, if yeah. you have like giving birth, you'll be in, in obstetrics. Like this is where you are. <laughs> and, and, the, the fact that everyone is different and has different needs will re result in a different uh, result in the treatment, right? Yeah. So if somebody needs more uh, air, he cannot like be dense in a closed room with the smells and, and the sounds and all the beep beeps you have in the hospital. And it's like, I, I really believe that when you go into a hospital, a, a very healthy, strong person would be weaker there because yeah. they don't have the capability to, to express themselves. They are so closed. And yeah. if you're weaker and you're sick, it's like an additional thing. And I think the same goes to, 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 to the educational system. There are some kids just sitting with, in, with 30, 35. We have 35 kids in, in, in Israel in the class. Just yeah. sitting there yeah. makes them sick. Just sitting. They're not doing anything other than that. <laughs> Listening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that the, the education is built on the, on the average person. But the, the, the highly gifted people, uh, for instance, yeah, they, they have a pretty hard time. And the understanding that, that education is, a, is a basically an individual process. And you don't have to change the, full, the complete system, but they can think about what to do uh, how to facilitate these kids with a different educational need. I, I remember I've been lecturing quite a while also at universities and, and uh, colleges. And I remember as one of our students who had HDAD. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I pronounce it right. Yeah, you, ADAD. yeah, yeah. It's like anyway. attention deficit disorder. Yeah. That one. So and he needed to stand up. Stand up and walk a little bit through the classroom, uh, or go to the corridor and come back. And yeah. in the beginning, he said, hey, sit down. But he came to me and said, yeah, oh, sorry, 
I need it. Okay, perfect. But don't uh, disaffect other people. Just do your thing. And we know it. So this was a small thing I could do to facilitate his needs because he couldn't concentrate because of his uh, his personality. And yeah. that, that kind of things. But there is pretty often there is no eye for that kind of things. Yeah, the, if people are not aware of themselves and therefore they cannot see it in others, yeah. then you need to understand it in yourself. We have so many additional questions that I have, like we didn't go through two, two-thirds of what I wanted to ask, <laughs> but <laughs> but I will ask you something which is more like to the, the leaders, the innovation leaders out there. What do you think is the number one tip you have for people who are leading companies who are trying to, to lead innovation, to change what they're doing with their own team or with their employees, what is your number one tip? My number one tip is um, know that within your organization, you have a, a pool, or I'm not sure how to call it, a pool of talent that's untapped. So it's unused talent. Know your people, know their talents, because these people are begging you to make use of their talents because it makes them much more happy because strong talents gives you energy. So if you know your people, you can create the circumstances where they can flourish. And that understanding, and don't, uh, yes, don't create circumstances that they cannot flourish. If you want to, if you have a garden, if you compare it with a garden, a company with a garden, Like, you cannot grow vegetables under the wrong circumstances because they, if, if they don't get, if the tomatoes do, doesn't get sunlight, you'll never get the uh, tasty tomatoes. So create the right circumstances. And why do you think that, that, that flowers and, and, and groceries uh, get better under the right circumstances? It's the same for people, exactly the same for people. Understand their needs, understand their talents, and create the circumstances where they can grow because that's probably one of the number one things that managers and leaders should do grow their people is is a win-win for everybody people get happy managers get happy results go up it's so simple yeah i totally agree so so first as i said I, i'm a fan and i i would recommend anyone to go through this process either for his career or for his own life just to to know that so how could people hear more about what you're doing and contact you and, and come and do that as as i did uh yeah send me a message on linkedin uh we have an, an english language we website uh, talentizer.international if you search for jakob stalker on, on uh in google you'll find me you find also another company what that, that i have but Uh, you, you will find me for sure. Talentizer.eu is our website. And also for, for questions, if you are interested or, or you have a question, or even if you don't believe what I'm saying at all, come, let's talk. Let's see. Because I know what I'm doing. I'm very convinced about, uh, of what, what, what I'm doing, what my colleagues in, in, in Belgium and Netherlands are, are doing. We have a great system uh, that, that offers opportunities for people to to live a more meaningful and happy life. Yeah, I, 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 I could tell you, as I said, I was skeptical and I'm a totally believer. Um, uh, I, I think that people just need to understand that even if they don't think that this is the way, even if they question like, what is the connection between me as a kid and what I play with what I'm doing right now, still the fact that I found is 
that you really understand yourself better and you understand what what drives you and what makes your decision uh, um, so clear it's clear yeah. for me right now why why I did it and and I see myself differently I see myself as a, in my career differently I see my dilemmas differently and even I see myself as a kid differently you know yeah. I, I see it like I was not dreaming I just needed my imagination. And yeah. it's like it, it's another way of seeing yourself, which is so, so important. So I recommend anyone just to, to go to, to Yako and, and, and ask him question and see if it could work. And, and thank you again for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure, at least as the first and second time that we talk and even more. It always makes me happy to talk to you and, and you're so insightful. So thank you, Yako. Thank you very much for this opportunity. And, and you know, as always, I enjoyed it uh, if, uh, very much. So it was a big pleasure. Yeah, me too. And to all of you changemakers out there, thank you for joining us. And if you want to hear more about my work, you're so invited to InvincibleInnovation.com. And I'll see you next week with another innovative, insightful talk. See ya. Bye. I'm Adima Zaukario, and you've been listening to the Invincible Innovation Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, InvincibleInnovation.com where you can learn more about our programs and my book, Innovating Through Chaos. I'll be waiting for you next week in our next episode. Thank you for listening.